Running down dogma with his karma. This is the Drew Marshall Show. A million footsteps is left for drags behind my right. I keep walking from daybreak till falling night. Days turn into weeks and years. Years turn into lifetimes. Just keep walking. Like I've been walking for a thousand years. Walk away in emptiness. Walk away in sorrow. Andrew, that's your theme song. Dude, I love that song. That is um, Dead Man's Rope by Sting. And uh, I listened to that song every once in a while while I was out on the you know, when I was near Wi-Fi and I could finally listen to some music. I didn't listen to music while I was walking because I didn't want to be plugged in to anything at all. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Didn't want to be plugged in. Every time we interviewed a uh, Camino person on the show, of course, that was also our theme song. And it kind of fits in with our next guest. You are listening to the Drew Marshall Show, and I'm phoning it in today, kids. I uh, had a vehicular issue at the cottage. Now, that sounds like something you should see a proctologist for. Yes. It also sounds like excuses my students give me when they don't have their homework done. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm trying to think. One of, the, one of the best excuses I ever had was um, it had something to do with a funeral home, I think. like You use a funeral go- home excuse? Yeah, like I had to go pick up a dead body last night. <laughs> but see, the thing is with you, that, that probably did happen. Except I was eight. Oh, I see. You know. Yeah. Anyway, the, uh, so I'm on the phone, folks. That's what's happening. You are listening to the Drew Marshall Show. The other voice is Tim the Tool. That's his last show of uh, ever. Um, <laughs> At least pipes in once in a while, too. That's right. Hey, Jessica Messman Griffith and Jonathan Ryan, they are the authors of Strange Journey, How Two Homesick Pilgrims, uh, see the theme there, stumbled back into the Catholic Church. In Strange Journey, two spiritual misfits recount their wanderings and the, the longing for home that led them back to the church, which is kind of strange in this day and age when it seems like we're all we're hearing about is people leaving the church. So the authors, Jessica and Jonathan, are co-founders of Sick Pilgrim, a decidedly offbeat, dark, yet stubbornly hopeful blog for the spiritually sick and fellow travelers. I don't want to read their bio anymore because that was enough for me to go, I want these guys on the show. Jonathan has been on the show before. Jonathan, man, how long ago was that? Oh my gosh! You know, I was thinking. I think we had a couple years ago. It was back when the uh, the uh, Ham on Nye debate at the creation. Oh, that's movie. right. Because you coined that yeah. phrase, right? Yeah, I did. I did. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I've published books and everything else, my claim to fame is a hashtag. I, I don't. Yeah, that's kind of sad, really. But well, no. What was sadder was the actual debate. Let me tell you. Oh, it was. It was awful. I think that was, I don't know whether it was you that summarized it this way or not, but the way I've summarized it since I saw someone else summarize it, so I just copied and pasted what they said, is that here's how you can describe how the debate went down. At the end, when the question was asked, is there anything that would change your mind? Um, oh, what's his name? Ken Ham said, no, nothing. Nothing will change my mind. And Bill Nye said, yeah, proof. That was it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's how the debate ended. And then a huge snowstorm hit Cincinnati at the time. So, you know, that, maybe that was, maybe that was like a sign. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was Kurt Cameron praying for Armageddon. 
you know? Right. <laughs> Who I've interviewed, Kurt, as well, which is interesting. That's another story, but anyway. Yeah, he should have been left behind. Hey, also on the line with us is Jessica Messman Griffith. Why do you have such a long name thing happening? What's going on? Is that like a marriage deal, or what is that? It's, it's purely to make life difficult for you. <laughs> well, it's working. I'm a rebel, and I like to challenge. True. So, there you go. <laughs> it's funny. She sat in Tim. I don't know if you're still there. Tim, are you in the studio, or did you go to the bathroom? <laughs> no, I, I brought a cup in. Okay. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Next oh, thing this you're, is you're my kind be, of show. You're going to be like my cup runneth over and then oh, leave. Oh, yeah, so. baby. Yeah. Shouldn't have had that um, extra coffee. Jessica sounds like Carrie Pomeroli on the phone. Oh, she does, yes. That? Yes. Oh, man, who's that? It's a good thing. Oh, Don't worry. She's a comedian. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I, I was just reading about her on your on your, on your your after your show. Now I know. I yeah, got you. There you go. I would actually make a great stand-up comedian. I, I just don't know. Like, she's kind of an introvert, so I don't know how that would work, but I think she'd be Jessica, good. are you really an introvert? Um, I, I'm an extroverted introvert. I'm an E and an I. I I'm the whole package. <laughs> so I can be really, really on and funny, and then I have to get in the fetal position for like three days. In a, in Me a too. Day. I'm the same. I'm the exact same. Yeah, that's why I'm at the cottage. That's yeah, uh, why I yeah. like the summer. It's for teachers. Oh, right, yeah. Can we, get, can we get back to the actual topic? Here? Oh, the Jesus um, stuff? Okay, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, right. There we go. So is it true, Jonathan, or is it not true that people are leaving organized church in droves? And if it's true, then what the heck is the problem with you two? Uh, well, <laughs> the latter one, that could, that could take, like, three shows. Yeah. I, you really want to know all but, of our problems? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, and you may have to have the sensor butt, button ready, maybe. I don't know. But um, I think, you know, as far as people leaving the church in droves, I, uh, that's an interesting question. It depends on what country you're talking about. Um, you know, in the States, it's sort of actually evened out a little bit. Um, people are certainly leaving the church, and certainly for, for different reasons and different uh you know, different ways of thinking, and some of it legitimate, some of it not. So, you know, certainly in America, there's a seemingly a stream out the door um, for Catholics. In, in, in Canada, it's pretty similar, I would imagine. So, um, you know, it depends on what country you're talking about. But in this case, the states and Canada, people are certainly leaving the church. Um, and, it, and it's, uh, you know, I think we... As far as what our the story of our journey, it, it, both of us um, were sort of born Catholics, um, and then sort of went into evangelical Protestantism in different forms. I was a Presbyterian minister, and uh, then came back around into the church because you know there was really nothing left for me <laughs> because you know every you you read a lot of Catholic. Ap- uh, apologetic books of Protestants who come over in the church, and they're I found the truth. I found the reality. This is you know I I've done all of this. Where I crawled into the church full of bullet holes, bleeding. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show, show Daredevil. You know, there's a the one scene where he yeah. crawls into the church, bleeding and cut and broken. Yeah, that that was my story right there. So <laughs> nice. Uh, it was not a triumphant uh, triumphal entry by any means. No, no. Okay, so. Jessica, since Jonathan seems to be talking more, it's your turn. Well, I was born in New Orleans, and um, it's... Oh, that's all you have to say. That is all you have to say right Right? now. It made me 
it made me the weirdo that I am. Um, and I was born and, and raised Catholic, but my family left the church to join, similarly to Jonathan, to join an evangelical Protestant um, faith that really didn't line up with what I had grown up with in terms of all of the mysticism and eccentricity of Catholicism in New Orleans, which is really a mixture of Catholicism and um, and Haitian religion and voodoo. And um, there's just a, it's just a very different kind of Catholic church than you're going to get most other places. Well, I didn't really realize that until I left Louisiana at 25 I mean, I'd never even really left the state until then. And so I, I moved away to go to graduate school in writing in Pittsburgh, also a very Catholic town, but still markedly different than what I had grown up with. And I just felt like I didn't fit in anywhere. I definitely didn't belong in, like, um, in, a, in an evangelical Protestant environment. But then I even felt too uh, eccentric and, and odd and in the Catholic Church. So I kind of didn't go for a while, and I found that I felt more connected to God through literature and art, um, and so I pursued that path for a while, but that's kind of empty. <laughs> and here, you know, it, it doesn't, it, it wasn't fulfilling um, the need and the hunger that I had, but I found eventually that if I was hungry for a place where, like, my, eccentric, my eccentricities could be explained and accepted, um, the Catholic Church was really the only place that I felt comfortable in terms of the tradition of Catholicism. It's not really what we see in average American parish life anymore, like I'm saying, unless you live in New Orleans. Um, And it's pretty much all over the place. But it's one thing that brought Jonathan and I together as friends is we both have this attraction to mystery, really through literature and through writing, because we're both writers, um, and Jonathan writes... um, paranormal fiction, uh, and all, uh, lots of other things, too. Um, and we had those things in common that brought us to the church, but the writers we were reading, and a lot of them are Catholic or um, Anglican, were writing 50 to 100 years ago, and we were thinking, well, where's all the weirdos now? Like, all we read now when we go into Christian bookstores is happy clappy, um, <laughs> you know, rise they above your shame. a little bit of a spiritual struggle, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so... <laughs> We we were like, where are those writers? That they're, they're, these people have to be out there. There has to be. We're not that special. Come on, like there have to be more people like us that are hungry for that kind of work. And we shouldn't have to go fifty to a hundred years back. Sure, we have a wonderful tradition, but why aren't we creating this work now? Why aren't we publishing it now? And that's how our blog came about, and the book, um, just an attempt to start. Speaking and speaking that language again, and offering it to people, and also a place to put up a soapbox and say, "Hey, if you want to do this kind of work, you know, send it to us, and we'll publish it." Because we know a lot of Catholic and Christian publishers won't touch things that are too dark or too weird, um, and we love the dark and weird. So we're your people. <laughs> right. We embrace it fully. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and we, you know, that that prompted us to to work with the University of Notre Dame and St. Michael's in Toronto to found the Trying to Say God Conference, um, which was this past June. And we, we brought in all these weird folks that we had gathered from the blog and all the strange writers and people who were committed to being Catholic and, and doing all of the weirdness. And then it was this amazing, you know, sometimes you go to writers' conference and you're bored silly. And this conference was just, it was great to see all the people there and how excited they were. We had Mary yeah, Clark, not, we had Heather King, and, and then um, T- 
Tim Powers, who's a sci-fi fantasy writer, and Brother Guy Consamagno, who's the head of the Vatican Observatory. So it was this weird, strange mix of folks that was unbelievable. And the really cool thing about it was that it was, I mean, our keynotes were mostly Catholic, but the participants in the conference were all over the map. I mean, a lot of them weren't Catholic or Christian or religious in any way, but interested in the arts and the literary and attracted to mystery. And I could, it opened up a door for them to come in and reconsider what church is and what it has to offer them. Uh, and that was the most inspiring thing about it, was to see those kinds of people come together with Christians and Catholics and have so much in common and have such a vibrant artistic experience. Okay, hold on. You guys just didn't go back to the Catholic Church because you were disturbed at the fact that it was only, you know, rainbow colors and unicorn farts uh, in the Christian bookstore that people were writing about. You didn't just go back to the Catholic Church because there was no angst or struggle or authenticity in the the evangelical Christian book world. The difference, the the, um, theological, the doctrinal differences between evangelicalism and Catholicism are, well, there's a reason that they're two different camps. There are a number of reasons. And so I heard, well, Jonathan, I guess I heard you sort of say more specifically that you kind of jumped ship, went over into the Protestant side of things, and then went back. Jessica, did you actually do that same thing as well? I mean, I was forced onto the Protestant ship. I didn't want to be there <laughs> to begin oh, with, yeah. but same, um, I was young. Was yeah, yeah I, was, uh, I was 14. My mother died of cancer when I was 14, very suddenly. Oh, so um, sorry. Yeah, my very sudden aggressive cancer and um really they moved over because they wanted a faith healing and they were ah. of Joel Osteen, um specifically the Osteens in, in Texas and their church, Lakewood I think it was Lakewood Church at the time, um, offering his you know, his mother was healed of cancer very dramatically and wrote about it and my family was very attracted to that promise and so they moved over into that and really worked hard to get that faith healing. Um and it didn't happen. And for me, that was hugely face-shaking for a 14-year-old girl. Sure. Um, I felt like I had been asked to abandon the religion that was my religion, that was my home, um, to do this for my mother. And then when it didn't work, when that transaction wasn't completed, I felt completely abandoned by God. I didn't, I pretty much lost my faith. Um, but, and then, you know, to go on and feel that I had to accept it and, and in some way, bear the blame because I felt that, you know, all I, what I was hearing was God heals. And if you believe and have faith, God heals. And so I thought it must've been my fault. The rest of my family believed and prayed and I had doubts. And so she died. Um, and that is twisted theology that I certainly, I, I don't believe I was directly taught it, but it was what I was picking up from <laughs> those environments. Um, and I bec- I struggle with depression. I I have uh, you know a, a long history of anxiety and depression and complicated grief and all the diagnoses. I could just rattle them off. But um, from what happened at that age, and I found that those things were very difficult to bring to a Protestant environment, or at least the ones that I was in with my dad. These are not mainline congregations. These are very fringe, um, non-denominational places. But um, where it was just a failure of belief and a failure of faith to be depressed, to be in grief, um, meant that your faith was not strong. And at some point I woke up and realized in the Catholic Church, we have a body on a cross. Um, we're not afraid of suffering. 
not shying away of talking about death. It just felt like it, it was more true to my experience of the actual world, that it, it wasn't afraid of those things. And I could bring those things into church with me and find a way to look for healing. It's not that we should revel in it and be morbid and stay there, but we admit that they are real and true, and we offer tangible ways to work towards healing through the sacraments, and that's what brought me back. Wow, Drew, I think I think I think to jump on Jessica's point, a few years ago I uh was having lunch with a Protestant minister friend of mine who was mad at me because I had converted and he said, Well, you think you found the most perfect church now, you think you found the perfect expression. I'm like, No, 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 no. I found the church that's the most messed up. Yep. <laughs> and that seems to line up with reality a heck of a lot more than anything else that I know of, um, being in the Protestant world. And you can wrestle with that broken, messed upness is just pointed out, but also r- wrestle with all aspects of your faith in every, you know, when I was an evangelical Protestant, I had to pick and choose where I was going to go for environmental thought or social action or theology or whatever. I had to go to all these different camps, and it just got to, to be exhausting after a while. And whereas I came over to be a Catholic, I had this this huge history of not only struggling with the theology of suffering, like Jess talked about, but also these, this whole life issue, this whole yeah. every aspect of life from art, from the environment to social justice to all of these things have been a huge part of the Catholic conversation for centuries. We are just about to say goodbye to Jessica Messman Griffith and Jonathan Ryan. They are the authors of Strange Journey, How Two Homesick Pilgrims Stumbled Back into the Catholic Church. Guys, can each of you give me an example, just a quick example, as we're running out of time, unfortunately, of pushback that you've received from people where people either sent you an email, or I'm sure that's how it went, you know, they emailed you and they just said nasty, stupid stuff, or, <laughs> I mean, Never. Say with that Never. One? let's say without one, has anybody pushed back for something that there's a life lesson for all of us to learn in this one? Uh, Jonathan? Uh, honestly, I... I just, both of us, uh, I can't think of one negative email that I've ever gotten. Uh, wow. We, you we've, see, this is, we've had, we expect, this is one of my points because uh, what I'm seeing, I, I get books sent to me about uh, 10 a week, and I'm seeing more themes of people struggling with their faith, being honest with their faith, being authentic and vulnerable with their faith, and, and, and leaning into the D word. Uh, yeah. doubt is more compatible yeah. with faith than certainty is. And I think people are, are really starting to talk about this in droves. So I, it doesn't surprise me that you haven't had, you know, huge hate mail campaigns. Well, we get a lot sort of, of um, thank yous. We do. People seem relieved. Yes. Um, but there is still resistance. There's still resistance to going dark yeah. um, and to admitting that um, depression is sometimes something we must walk with as Christians and people of faith. For, uh, for our lives, that it doesn't get fixed, that Jesus isn't a Band-Aid. Um, but he is a healer, and we believe that, and we believe in um, the healing power of our faith and our God. So, But we that's often misinterpreted. Uh, we do get accused of um, wanting to linger on sickness or on darkness, and a lot of Christians aren't okay with that. And um, but that but mostly it's overwhelmingly a sense of relief, and we hear things like you're saying the things I've been thinking and felt I couldn't say out loud in my church community or even with my family or my friends. Um, yeah. And yeah. and people are so ha- happy to have a companion. 
I actually, sorry, I just got to jump in because we're up against the clock here, but I would love to have both of you back on the show again for season 15. So please tell your people to nag me because I want you both back on again, okay? We will certainly do that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Guys, again, Jonathan Messman-Griffith, Jessica (laughs) Messman-Griffith, and Jonathan Ryan, uh, authors of Strange Journey, How Two Homesick Pilgrims Stumbled Back into the Catholic Church. A website for you to go to is patheos, P-A-T-H-E-O-S.com. Well, just go there and type in Sick Pilgrim. You'll find it. I don't want to explain the whole forward slash stuff. Type in Sick Pilgrim. I'm sure that there's no weird website out there. Uh, no, we come up right away on Google. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. Yep. Guys, have a great weekend and so good to talk to you both. Thank you. Yeah, you thanks, too.